I'm sitting here driving around and um, I've listened to a few different things TED Talks and, and whatnot, and I, I'm um, I'm just wondering about this concept that that gets called community. I'm wondering if it's uh, if it's a good thing or. Is it is it a bit dangerous? I'm um, quite an independent sort of person. But at the same time, it's, it's nice to feel a part of something. It's um, reassuring. I think there's a there's a danger there that if you place too much emphasis on talking about community you run the risk of alienating those that uh, maybe quite often perhaps see themselves as not part of the community or there's something that would typically exclude them And a, a, a favourite of mine, if favourite is the right word to use, is uh, the colour of your skin. Talking about the colour of your skin and using that as a way to unite a group to a common cause. I, I think there's a real danger that onlookers and, and people that don't share that colour of skin will we'll feel uh, like outsiders and excluded and that, that that doesn't that doesn't seem helpful to me and I don't know I don't really know how you get around that we see it in, in the kind of like the gaming hobby when people talk about and I've done it you know you talk about oh well we've been playing since the 80s or the late 70s or we was in from the start and are you pushing away the people that are just younger because they weren't alive they they may well have got on board and I mean chances are you know they'd have been playing RPGs from the outset if they're an RPG fan now, when the first RPG came along, those type of people probably would have been equally attracted to it. Yet they can't, they can't really join that old boys club, even though the old boys may be quite welcoming. The fact is, they're just younger. 
And there's nothing they could do about that. There's nothing they can do about that. I think in conversations, when we've got like a big mix of people, I think you need to be really aware of um, using things that people have got no control over as kind of like a measure of um, of some kind or as a, a way to kind of categorise things. The other the other thing that I struggle with a little bit is the, the the vocal folk that you hear talking about being inclusive, yet you get communities that just by their very nature are not inclusive. So I I, I highlighted um, the you know the colour of your skin can can a person of one colour of skin be included in a community? Uh, and counted as a member of a community that's got another colour of skin. I mean, I don't subscribe to the idea of race beyond there being a human race. If if the the scientists that look into genetics and everything are to to be believed, and I I have no reason to doubt them, that um, we all come out of somewhere in West Africa then are we not all basically brothers and sisters? And do we all not share then a kind of common ancestry? And sometimes when communities are talking, I don't think people go back far enough into history when they're talking about uh, different aspects of culture and how different groups have suffered. There's um, real bad stuff has gone on all throughout history, and and I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time, you can put that down to different communities planting a flag in the sand, um, or a flag in the ground, or on top of a hill, and then going to war over it and, and being willing to die on that hill rather than accept somebody else's viewpoint. So I guess. I guess I'm just not a fan. I'm not a great fan of this idea of community. Perhaps I can be convinced to think differently, but what are some of the benefits? So you've you've got strength that we talked about, strength in numbers, you get support from a community, uh, a sense of belonging, but there is a big cost attached. And, and that's something I think about quite a lot. One of the benefits of putting out preview episodes to the pit crew is you get a chance to gather some feedback you get this chance to reflect and consider things okay colin i re-listened to the episode that last bit where you start talking about communities going to war and this and that that's what threw me off so when i re-listened and re-listened and pay attention to the first part of your podcast i agree with you We need to watch the words we use and be careful because as accepting and opening and inclusive as we think our community is, if we're using terms that are going to alienate other people, be it terms like good old boy, not good old boy, but, you know, we've been playing since the beginning or, you know, we're the OG gamers or, you know, we're the, you know, we're the white bread gamers or whatever it is, right? But if you're using a term, you know, the, 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 the Nottingham Gaming Club, you know, saying that people not from Nottingham aren't welcome, right? So I, I definitely see what you're saying about being careful of words where they could exclude people you don't mean to exclude. 
like I say, we're social animals. And although some of us do like, I like to be alone a lot. I, I'm also a solitary kind of person. But that said, we need each other. We need other people. We can't, we're never going to each be a Jeremiah Johnson. We, you know, we all do need other people. And so we need to find, again, it comes down to language. And you've harped on language a lot in your games, or not your games. You've harped on language a lot in your episodes over the years, talking about not using acronyms and not using catchphrases. And, you know, and, and I think bringing that inclusive language to communities and watching how we label those communities so not to exclude people is a huge point. So thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. And thank you for encouraging me to re-listen and catch what you're saying. For me, this podcast is all about feedback. Part of the reason why I've moved it over to the Patreon is to engage a bit more personally with the pit crew, give them a chance to kind of discuss things, do what Jason's done, pick up the phone, make a call in, and then work it into this show. Because I have struggled in the past with what I feel like almost disjointed episodes i'm really happy with the way this has come together because i'm trying to be honest put out my thoughts and i'm not always super comfortable about doing it the other thing that came across to me in correspondence was this idea that somehow i'm painting a picture of being a loner or something like that and that that's not the case what i think i want to emphasize and i've been been thinking about this and reflecting i like this idea of uh, togetherness when we're gaming be it online around a table be it rpgs or board gaming be it just sitting about and having a laugh with friends what it is is uh, it's about togetherness and family friends it's all about togetherness. I hear lots of talk about community, but not so much talk about togetherness. And if you want to be inclusive, I would suggest that togetherness conjures up a, a better picture because the only qualification for being together is you've all got to be there maybe you're not all agreeing maybe it's not always harmonious but the fact that you're there together for me there's an optimism there you can interact maybe you can sort some stuff out it struck me togetherness is a, a, a really kind of positive and optimistic kind of word going forward that's going to be my preference. I guess that's what I'm going to be banging on about a bit. Yo, dude, about communities. Yes, I agree. They can be very dangerous. That's kind of what I talk about every now and then when I bring up the OSR and stuff. Uh, I've also said several times, like, growing up, having a label was one of the worst things you could have. You didn't want labels, you want it to be your own individual. But nowadays, it seems like people, the younger generation, are scrambling to get as many labels as possible. Uh, and yeah, I don't know that that is a good thing. It's good to know who you are, 
but it's not good to have your self-worth wrapped up in what group you might be part of. And what you said about not subscribing to race and how there's just a human race, I a thousand percent agree. Uh, yeah, we all do come from a common ancestor. And whether when that happened, that's still up for sort of debate. More and more evidence is coming out that keeps pushing the human timeline further and further. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, talking about, you also talk about looking back farther in history to see that bad things have happened to people all throughout history. Yeah, I agree. For instance, like at the start of all of our department meetings at my job, they read this statement where we thank this one specific Native American tribe because technically they were they were here first before the white people. But I feel sort of uncomfortable about that statement that we read although I'd never bring it up at work because I don't think it'd be politically savvy of me to do so, there is evidence of human habitation in the Pacific Northwest, in this region, dating back 20, 30, possibly even 50,000 years. And that those folks back way back then were not the tribe that we are thinking. They were a different group of people. So, like, how far back do you look at the timeline to be like, yeah, we took your land, which we did, absolutely, but yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those sticky subjects, man. Anyway, I love that you brought this up and that you're talking about it. It's awesome. I don't know if you'll get these in time for anything that'll be useful, but anyway, love you. Peace out. Hello, Colin. Spencer here. I was listening to your episode that you put out, Community 2.0, and... You know, I had a few thoughts come up while I was listening. Very interesting stuff. And um, I was looking for an opportunity to share those thoughts with you. But um, I sat down to do it and I see you'd put up another post about liminality, which is quite interesting because I think it feeds into what I was trying to say. And uh, communities, especially online communities, for want of a better term, I mean, they, they differ from, you know, your physical communities, your kind of established communities, in the sense that they're relatively random groups of people in a lot of respects um, from very different worlds that might only have one thing in common, i.e., you know, their hobby. These aren't people who have had to live alongside each other or anything, and rather than coming together and becoming more cohesive over time i think this idea of liminality applies here in the sense that these online communities as they're called are in a continuous state of flux constantly having new people coming in people dropping out you know and over time rather than becoming more cohesive you're just going to be discovering just how different everybody is you know, and this probably leads to the the core um, values, I guess, of that group shifting in the same way that the people within it do. And, and, and kind of over that time, you're discovering how arbitrary commonalities are, if that makes sense. I'm not sure if I'm wording that particularly well, but... Um, 
it seems to be kind of quite tenuous, this umbrella that we're all trying to gather beneath. I feel, I feel like I'm mixing metaphors there. But I'm not saying that that makes it a place where you can't come together and connect with people. You know, you're going to meet great folks and you're going to be drawn to particular people who you find think along the same lines as yourself. And obviously you're going to meet people that challenge your ideas. And that's a good thing too. And perhaps, you know, the more you get to know certain people, that common ground kind of uh, falls away. And with other people, you're going to build bridges with with those who you may have initially thought you didn't see eye to eye with at all. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that kind of, uh, you know, the whole thing is very much in a state of flux. And you're probably right. The term community might not really be the right fit at all for these groups, these uh, fluid groups that come together and then dissipate, you know, ebb and flow. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really sure what I'm saying, to be honest, Colin, only that I think you're right. The term community is possibly not the best way to describe what we're talking about here. And that perhaps we should be looking at, as you said, um, this sort of togetherness, because then you're not dealing with the idea of uh, trying to label something as a community that is kind of, I don't know, maybe you're just trying to sort of, what's the saying, nailing smoke to the wall. Um, You know, this idea of trying to pin down something that's really quite ethereal. I don't know. I don't know if that any of that helps. I feel I may have uh, disappeared up somewhere. But um, yeah, really enjoying listening to your thoughts on this. Cheers. All right. So I guess I'm going to weigh in on the conversation about community. And, and I hope I don't get my head chopped off. Because I am only able to talk about this subject uh, in terms of what you're bringing to the table by way of being raised as a middle-class white guy in the United States. However, um, I want to sort of give the caveat here, or the I want to say that while that's what I was raised as, I was really more or less raised as not a white guy, but I was raised in a family culture that was either, well, it was both Italian culture from a United States point of view, as well as a uh, Eastern European culture uh, by way of Slovakia and Hungary. Uh, in fact, my my early youth was spent being raised or babysat by my aunt and uncle, who 
language was Slovak. Their first language was Slovak. So uh, I was raised in a, in a household, or I say raised, but I spent a lot of my time at their houses, you know, almost as uh, one might spend a lot of time at a, at a grandparent's house. And, um, and so the culture that I was raised in was very much a Slavic and Eastern European culture with Italian culture speckled in. And I say all of that because I did do a genealogy test or uh, you know, a DNA test to check out my genealogy. And my genealogy, my own genetic makeup, is primarily Asian. And uh, that is to say that it is mostly from Asia Minor, but still considered Asian. Uh, you know, it is roots in um, also in the Middle East. And if you were to speak to anybody from the Middle East or uh, even north of, north of there, like say somebody from Asia Minor, say from Turkey, their point of view would be that they are not, you know, that they are Asian or they are Turkish. Not that they are white or that they are brown or, you know, it's not the color of their skin, it's the culture in which they were raised, and generally speaking, it's culture, it's generational culture. So I think it's, I think it's unfair for people to judge others on the color of their skin or their physical um, attributes. Because you don't really know. You know, my, I have a, my daughter, my four-year-old daughter is 25% African-American, and unless you, unless I told you that, you would never know. And even using that term African-American is a really tough label. I, I, I guess I should say she's 25% African, not African-American, because there is no such thing as an african America. There are, um, and, and you know, there are those of us who are United States citizens, and outside of the Native Americans who have been here for, uh, I suppose, I suppose when you've occupied a, when you've occupied property for more than a thousand or a couple of thousand years, that that may give you the right to say that. You were, you know, that's your land, or that's your culture. Um, but does it? Well, there you have it. I'm really, really pleased with the response from my buddies of the pit crew, podcasters all. First, we heard from 
Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, then the irrepressible director of Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe, Spencer, aka Free Thrall, off of Keep of the Borderlands, and finally Frank T. T for Turfler of Frank T's Liner Notes. A lot of ground covered in those call-ins. Perhaps it will inspire further discussion. But I like to ask these questions, get people thinking a little bit. Couldn't have done it without the talents of this awesome bunch. And that, as they say, is a wrap. Big thanks goes out to you, the listener, for taking a bit of time out of your day to listen to old Spike Pit. Take care, and I'll catch you later.